ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Chela Time, where it's four boys uh, who talk about their thoughts with the beer in hand. How are y'all doing tonight? Good. How are you doing, Diego? Oh, doing great, doing great. Good, good <laughs> to hear. Good to hear. Um, Recovering from the coronavirus this, this year. Oh, that's right. Hey, that's a uh, that's something we could talk about. Is uh, your yeah, your um, battle <laughs> battle with your own body? Yeah. Even yeah, I kind of moderate. I, I wanted to wait till you said something about it, and now you did. So I feel like we have to talk about it now. So yeah, for, that's fun. For anyone listening here, uh, Joel was in our friend group the first confirmed case of the coronavirus ever and only. Yeah, you make it sound like the entire group had it. <laughs> he was patient zero. <laughs> he he spread it out to everybody. Say, <laughs> like, Joel, fuck you. No, yeah, yeah. yeah. I remember when he told everyone. I honestly thought you were fucking with us because I, I I just couldn't imagine you getting it. And yeah, well, I, I mean, like... I'm always the the one who's like the least serious about things. Mm. So yeah, I I could see why you guys didn't take me seriously, but. And when we're like, no, I don't believe you. And I'm like, don't fucking believe me then. <laughs> See, and knowing you, I know you would go the extra mile to make us believe you. So for like the first four hours, I was like, yeah, nah. <laughs> I totally disregarded it. I was like, whatever. <laughs> yeah, no, I wish. You also started off with, ladies and gentlemen, I have corona. And, and no, like, I didn't say that. <laughs> I think I said, ladies and gentlemen, I recommend you guys go get a coronavirus test. And then your girl's like, what? No way. <laughs> yeah. Do you made it sound like the way you worded it made it sound like the same way you would word that you hooked up with certain individuals and you're like, yeah, you guys should all get tested. <laughs> nah. <laughs> but, How I, I mean, honestly, it, it, I don't know why, but I, I never felt like it was a big deal. So I, I guess that's why I was so carefree when I told you guys. But even then, I thought it was a little funny. I, I wanted to get you guys nervous, that's why. Oh, definitely, man. I was like... <laughs> it did make us nervous, to be fair. Because yeah. l- let it be known, Joel is the only one that actually took the quarantine seriously. And not to say that we didn't either, um, because in our friend group, compared to some other individuals that we know, we actually took it very seriously, like as of not going out you know, and being in public. But Joel took it like a bit step further and didn't take the risk at all of going out so he he only went out once and bam <laughs> it's like my luck right yeah <laughs> i remember specifically if i remember correctly he said the first time i go out and bam corona <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> yeah it so, doesn't it yeah. doesn't help that like you know like you just mentioned you were already being super precautious with your family and whatnot and then of course you you get the chance to go out and hang out with everybody, and then it's like, boom, you just, you got it. Right. Somehow I'm the only one that gets it, too, because you guys are completely fine. Yep. Yeah, so. I haven't felt any symptoms. I'm just like, like, when you first told me, or when you first told the chat, and, like, all of us, um, we, I have to admit, I was like, okay, I, I, I believe this because I see no reason um, why he would joke. And if, he were, if you, you were joking, you would have done it in, like, a different way. So I'm like, yeah. eh, but I just don't know. Like, if I start feeling symptoms, then okay. But I mean, for the most part, I'm just at home anyway, so can't imagine. But yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. Well, I remember that that the the day where we I left the party, uh, my my SUV had a flat tire, 
And I guess that was the only, I guess you could count that as the second time I was out because I was out fixing the tire. And I, I believe to this day that I think the tire had the coronavirus and it spread it to me. <laughs> yeah, that freaking tire killed you, dude. Or damn near killed you. Dude, yeah. sorry. The only place this guy went out was to my party, which we, I, I personally sanitized before everyone arrived. And then that, that's pretty much it, right? And then the tire. So, yeah. <laughs> it was I, the tire, dude. Do you think it was the, <laughs> the tire? The tire gave Yeah, or, or like either somebody passed by me and like intentionally coughed as they're passing by me. It was like a, like a fucking bio, uh, what do you call it? A drive-by, right. dude. It was, no, it was a bio <laughs> drive-by. Bio Someone... drive-by. That sounds awesome. Yeah. Someone, Someone else Marvel, fucking passed by and just like... <laughs> <laughs> killed us, man. You know, that's interesting. Like, technically, couldn't you classify yourself as a, as a biological weapon? Oh, yeah. Definitely. <laughs> you could just go into a store and I be like... I go and cough on people. Dude, you're a... <laughs> You're a dirty bomb. You're literally mm-hmm. a dirty bomb. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, I can't imagine. So you're on what what day are you on now? Well, this Monday, um, I would be officially fourteen days into the day of my first symptom. Considering it's Saturday, I'm on my twelfth day. And yeah, and, and since the I believe it was we were talking about this like the past week, it after like your fourth or fifth day right you started feeling less symptoms or like little to no symptoms yeah um i mean honestly the i think the roughest day and even then that's very hyperbolized um the the worst thing i had was a a one a hundred point four fever and and not enough to like make you feel horrible but you know enough to to notice that you definitely do have a fever still very high yeah yeah so very warm but even then, that was only on the second day. And aside from that, I haven't had a fever since that second day. And um, ever since then, the, the coughing and the, the sore throat, the sore throat now is completely gone. It, I've, I've been without a sore throat for, I'd want to say, about a week. But uh, the, the coughing kind of lingers, but it's just slowly like leaving. Yeah, that's that's pretty good. That's not bad. At least you know, yeah. knowing yeah, at least that you, you didn't have... At least you didn't get your ass handed to you by the actual you know virus itself. That's what we were all thankful <laughs> for. Yeah, yeah, I'm grateful for that too. Because a lot of people like have trouble breathing and everything, and I'm like that. That's terrifying. So yeah. do you think? My bad. Uh, do Do you think after you get over this, let's say you test positive and you know you could start interacting with your family you mean i test negative? Want negative dude no i'm sorry <laughs> negative negative <laughs> uh, you test negative and you start interacting with your family all over again mm-hmm. uh, do you think if you cough in front of your family you're gonna get like looks from your mom like hey you good <laughs> you know it's funny you say that because yesterday i actually called to uh, to i guess just get like a checkup from my doctor because i i remember when i i took the the test they had recommended that I call my 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 doctor, which I never did, and I didn't. I never saw the like the urgency of it. And yesterday I called and I was like, you know what? I think it's good to just let them know that I have it. And uh, yeah, so my doctor called back and I explained exactly what I'm feeling. And so, uh, in order to be discharged without you without running any clinical tests, you need to have the the time since your first day of symptoms has to be at least seven days. 
and as of yesterday it was 12 days so i had i had met that first criteria but from the second criteria is you must have uh three days without fever without chills without vomiting without and without um diarrhea so i didn't have three of those four symptoms the only symptom i had was fever and like i said fever was only on the second day so i i haven't had a fever since in 10 days and since then i haven't taken any medicine so i've completed that criteria um another one that that i think this is like the the one of the most important ones is that all your respiratory symptoms keep getting better over that same span of those three days which they have based off of that the doctor yesterday told me that um based off just evaluation i could leave the room now and just interact with everybody else but i am terrified to do so because it's like uh it's almost like i have to trust what i'm feeling in order to to go out and potentially expose people so what we agreed on as with my with my family was um that we wait the 14 days since they were last exposed to me which would be uh two mondays ago so this monday i would complete those 14 days and additionally i already scheduled uh two clinical tests on that same monday so that i could be proved clinically negative as well so we'll see how that goes it's, it's good to hear Still, it's good to know that you haven't you know gotten any more symptoms after that and i i do want to clarify like your i feel like your case is particularly i think lucky isn't the right word i think it's more like you just happened to get it you know on its good side where you weren't you know yeah. having trouble breathing but i feel like it needs to be stated that it, it still is pretty serious for every other person that's gotten it so far. So I feel like it shouldn't be downplayed that it was very, very serious that you got sick. Yeah, it's very unfortunate because I know some people who who don't really believe in its severity. And the fact that I'm like the, the first ones that they know to have COVID is it's kind of unfortunate because now they're going to be like, oh, look, my cousin or my friend has COVID, but nothing really happened to him. So they're going to have that. I guess impression that the that COVID isn't that bad, which is not good. It's like I'm thankful it didn't hit me hard, but I also don't like that uh, people who are close to me are gonna think that oh this was nothing. I know someone who went through it and they didn't have anything. So yeah, yeah. I, I I hope nothing ever happens to them, but considering the way I think I know they're and they're gonna behave after this. I, I find it hard to not see any of my friends or family actually get this. So, yeah, it's it's going to be interesting to see, and especially now with like more spikes, um, especially in Arizona. Being, I think, what we're number one, right? Yeah, I'm incredibly paranoid. By the way, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's just it's like I went I went out today, um, and obviously I did the thing. You know, I'm wearing masks. Um, trying to stay away from people but there's still people out at like you know just like walmart target that are just not complying not wearing masks being super carefree and it's like i don't know i don't know yeah, 
in Arizona, it's it's mandatory now to wear a mask, so hopefully that changes. But uh, still, a lot of people are still going out for unnecessary things. Uh, I know a guy, who, uh, one of my closest friends, he works for a club and he's a bouncer, so he's a pretty buff dude. But his club has literally experienced no issues getting people in their clubs, you know, to spend money, dance, whatever. But they're they're not really getting affected by it. So I'm just like, dude, this is the you do know you're 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 working for something that's causing the issue, right? And his on on his end, he's like, yeah, I kind of do know, but I mean, I need the money. Like, if I don't work here, where else would I work? You know? And I know that's that's the horrible. And, you know. Yeah, that's the horrible, horrible downside reality. to it. Is like, especially, yeah, that's that's like people that you know barely were able to find jobs when the pandemic first hit in the first place. I mean, like for you know, like my mother lost her job of like seventeen years because of the because of the pandemic. And I like it, some other people, me included, got extremely lucky that I ended up getting like a desk job that I can do from home before this really started going crazy and like yeah yeah places really started closing down and people started losing their jobs it's insane yeah office jobs that uh definitely hired people in the last three months and also allowed them to you know get training from home that's incredibly rare especially in in just that field in any field actually like hey we'll ship you out we'll train you and you don't even have to leave your house that's that's super rare and it's super awesome that a lot of companies are still doing that um but a lot of people lost their jobs and a lot of people a lot of places are closing down it's actually a really nice transition about uh what i want to talk about next uh i didn't really personally go to this mall but metro center mall uh right off to 17 is closing apparently it's been open since uh, i don't know it's been like 47 years it's been open uh, i knew there was an ice rink there at one point i, I didn't get to see that um but it, it was popular when we were in middle school i i didn't really i went to it once but that was when it was already dying <laughs> and I didn't really like it. It's, it's pretty dead. Like the North side of it was pretty dead when I went. Yeah. yeah sure. It was definitely the spot for, for the longest time, especially like you mentioned in middle school, that's where I would always go for my back to school shopping and such. And even just to like hang out with like my cousins would take me every so often. Um, it's it's weird to see it go down, and the reason it went down was well, of course, one, no one was going even before the pandemic, but now because of the pandemic, no one went. Period. So they had to close it down due to just no one going at all, and it it, it mind boggles me that you know this this place that you know I kind of grew up in is gone now. Um, obviously not gone forever, but you know I can't step inside and get the same vibes I used to, even though I haven't gone in a while. It's still it still hurts a little bit because, again, that's that, that was a spot to me at some point. I imagine that it mostly must have suffered from lack of stores people wanted to shop at. Because I know, you know, going with, like, certain people or... Because, again, that, that was never my mall of choice either. Um, I know Caesar and I usually lived a little bit up more um, west, like, more west than that. So we never really got or like you know went to that one that wasn't the one that we that we were closest to but the times that I would go it seemed like they had less uh options to choose from in terms of where you could shop and and like what you wanted to buy so I, I guarantee that was a big big problem for for people early on but I I, I I'm just hoping that the Harkins theaters doesn't close down because that's the only one you can get for like seven dollars like see movies for seven dollars <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, same here, dude. Same here. And and it's good that you mentioned that there wasn't stores in there that anyone really wanted. Because I, I specifically remember going in one day and my sister not finding Forever 21 and immediately jumping ship. She's like, all right, I'm going to Arrowhead now from now on. And from there, Arrowhead was always my mall of choice. But yeah, because of the stores that were popping in there to the left, and not only that, but because of the trendy clothes that were there had not been trendy for a while. That was their downfall because they they stuck to like Aeropostale when everyone was wearing like Aeropostale back in middle school. They stuck to American Eagle, <laughs> yeah, and, and that was their downfall. At the end of the day, they they still had Hot Topic, which I regularly went to just for the band tees and such. Um, but even then, that wasn't enough to to sustain a whole ass mall that had nothing in there. It's kind of crazy because when you think about it, a, a mall you wouldn't expect the mall to fail. You're like like me as a business. Or as a, someone that wants to get into investments, I, I would say getting like an apartment complex or even owning a mall would probably be the easiest thing because I think like as long as you have space, as long as you have, you know, you put it in a good area, you know, stores will come to you and rent it, rent your space out. But in that case, they have, they're in a good area. They have tremendous amount of space. They have two stories and yet they still... The pandemic, and even before the pandemic, let's be honest, they were, you could just tell that place was going down the drain. Uh, this is kind of crazy how, to me, I think running or owning a, a mall space would be easy, but apparently not. It must be more into it. I think maybe maybe a couple years ago, it would have been better. But like within the past five years, uh, maybe 10, Like, but like for sure past five years, with online shopping, malls have become less and less uh, profitable because it's like, why do I want to go to this big ass, you know, space, search for this one store and, and you know, shop with like uh, a bunch of people, you know, and be in, in like a crowded area when I can just look online for it. Um, and like, I, I mean, I, I know personally as a kid, you know, it'd be fun to go because you see you, you have all these options and it's crazy. But now that we're adults and um, people from our generation have become adults. It's like, oh, just stay home and look for it online. There's more. There's more stock online anyway. Yeah. So when you think of a yeah. mall nowadays, it's like, yeah, this probably isn't worth. It's not worth going to unless it's a known high end mall. Like for example, um, Fashion Square. You know that one being as big as it is and having the high end brands that it does. Okay, people are gonna want to go look at that. People are gonna want to have that like experience. I guess you could say, but to look at a place like Metro Center that barely had any good stores to begin with, it's like it, it. I think it was doomed from the start. Yeah, you made a good point because I live and die by Amazon. <laughs> I've literally <laughs> I buy everything on Amazon, and I hate myself for it. But then you know, I I just I'm a lazy I'm a lazy son of a bitch. <laughs> I don't like going outside. I don't like wasting time. It's not that I don't like going outside. I just don't like wasting time when I already know what I want to buy. I don't want to physically go out and get it but um i think uh another mall in arizona was in the same situation that metro center mall was and they did a really cool thing uh digital sky mall so you know i i think at one point everyone referred to it as ghetto sky mall and i yep. think they still do <laughs> because it was just again you know the stores that they, they initially had i think at one point they had an old navy uh old navy is pretty cool i i think he's great man i still <laughs> yeah old navy's op dude <laughs> shout out to old navy but uh as soon as I think the Old Navy and the Melrose left, that's when it started going downhill. 
but they turned it into like a community type of vibe. So if you if you guys have you guys been to the Sky Mall? Yeah, yeah I know exactly. What, I know exactly yeah. what you're talking about. Yeah. So yeah, they have they got like, rid of the Mervins. <laughs> yeah, Mervins are even not Merrills. Uh, um, they have like they host Marachi local Marachi groups, and they make like they make it a vibe, I guess, or an event or a community type of vibe. So people don't usually go just to to buy stuff, but they they only go or they go to see these community you know, dances or people sing. Uh, it's more like a weekend family type of vibe. And that's what they were able to do in that environment. And that's helped the businesses around a lot. I think they've been investing more than they have in the past five years and since I've started going to there. But when you look at Metro Center Mall, which they haven't really done that, it's just a mall, man. Like, I think maybe if they had the ice rink, the ice rink would have super helped them. You know, who doesn't want to go skate on ice? Yeah, no. The sad part is they didn't even have Santa last Christmas. I I, I was <laughs> they didn't even have Santa, dude. Like that's how you know the mall's dying. Peter's like, I went to go take a picture, man, and sit up this, on this bro's lap. Guy wasn't even there, man. <laughs> what type of shit is that? <laughs> <laughs> I deserve no, Santa. But, I want a present, dude. I, I was dead ass. So I wanted to take a picture of Santa, but even then, it, it's it, you're you're right, Caesar. It is a family event when you go to Desert Sky. You get to see culture, you know, the way that we want to portray it, of course. And that's why I think it's so good about Desert Sky now. Um, but yeah, like you said, Metro Center has nothing. They had nothing. All they have is a Harkins. Legit. All they had was a damn movie theater that charges less than other movie theaters in the area. And that's about <laughs> it. If the world ended and I, and I had to choose a mall, I, I wouldn't choose Metro Center Mall because I'm pretty sure... Is there anything that like I could actually use to survive in Metro Center Mall? Yeah. <laughs> they, have, they have an anime shop in there. So if you want some anime <laughs> posters, you're more than welcome. <laughs> Of okay. course, you would know that. Oh, yeah, I would. <laughs> All right, here's a scenario for you guys. You guys, you know, the end of the world is is, is here. It's already happening. You know, we lost all major cities in the United States. Um, you only have the only refugees or refugee camp is Digital Sky Mall, Metro Center Mall, and Arizona Mills Mall. So which one do you choose? I'm going to Mills feel, directly. Yeah, I, was like, I feel like as I said that, I was like, I feel like I just answered my own question. Yeah, Mills has way more restaurants in there, I feel. Um, like, don't they still have the Rainforest Cafe in there and such? Yeah, they have that yeah, scary-ass cafe. Mills is better in every single aspect. I think it's, like, the the most robust mall that we have here in Arizona, or at least here around Phoenix. Like, that's the one that, you know, usually has everything. And for that reason, I I, I would go there if the world was in. I, I think we even have a... Then they have all the fish, dude. You could, like, fucking eat it. I don't know. <laughs> you can eat koi fish? <laughs> Bro, they got yeah. fish. I don't know. They have no, the that... aquarium, dude. Just fucking eat a shark. Oh, that's I don't right. Know. A baby shark. If they have fish, that's a, that's a fucking thumbs up from Joe right there. That's all you need. <laughs> Was that's, I the only one as approval. a kid? As a kid, when I went to Arizona Mills, uh, and I went to the Rainbow Cafe, and I would go. I would only go in there not to eat, but only to see what they have. And then I always thought it was the creepiest spot ever. Like, I, I initially would walk in. I'm like, yo, I swear to God, if a snake pops out, I'm leaving. Kind of, yeah. I, I would go there because it was a very different vibe from the rest of the mall. But, no, nah, I mean, I always thought it was a cool vibe to me. 
Yeah, I remember walking in there. I would ask my mom, like, yo, what's there? Like, uh, keep in mind, you know, the vibe of Rainforest Cafe, steam coming out. There's, like, a pond, and there's, like, animals everywhere. I'm like, yo, and it's all dark in there. I'm like, and she's like, yeah, it's a restaurant. I'm like, people want to go eat there? Yo, the alligator's dope. You got you got to Yeah, the big-ass alligator head, too. Yeah, I remember being kind of young, not a kid, but, like, maybe, like, teenager-ish and having never really gone to that one uh maybe maybe a few times as a kid but not like really remembering it and then going again and i'm like wow this place is different this is kind of weird but it's 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 nice it's for sure the best one yeah it's a good mall it's definitely got the stores that i look for um but as well as that it's as isn't it one of the biggest malls as well as apart from fashion square yeah yeah for sure it's arizona mills i would say for some reason i don't i don't really appeal to fashion square it's like i feel like everything is really high end there that well, I mean, that's the point of fashion square is you know yeah, yeah. You know, but it's not it's not practical rachel no yeah exactly it's not it's uh, you go to fashion square to look and you you don't really go shopping or anything and if you do and, then and if you do decide to go shopping arizona mills is really cool because they have a bunch of clearance stores they have outlet stores so it's like a mix of there is some high-end stuff but then you know it's a little more average for for the average person i i love fashion square just because of stuff around there i've gone to like a few of the restaurants around and they're they're pretty nice um but i agree with you in the sense of i based off based upon where we live i wouldn't want to travel all the way to fashion square when i can just kind of go like over here to the sky if i wanted to go to like burlington or something along those lines um right. or even go to even go to mills itself just to you know go to like the big the better stores that i usually like so yeah no, I, I, go, I, I go to I mills a lot because uh it's it's super close to, to asu the university at in tempe so i find myself being there more frequently than than any other mall because i i don't think i've been in desert sky more than twice in the past four years well here's another thing we're, we were all saying yes let's let's absolutely go to mills for this you know for this camp or whatever caesar was saying but now that we're saying that everyone's probably gonna go there between metro center and the sky where would you guys rather go from there because i feel like there's a sky is gonna be way more packed in there as well well you metro know what i would go to neither and now i would go to arrowhead Nah, you only got three options. Arrowhead, Mills, Arrowhead is Metro still and Desert Sky. Arrowhead is, still, Arrowhead is the one of the only malls in that area, so I'm willing to bet that that thing is going to be tanked up. <laughs> what was the situation hey, again? End of the world. We got shot. End of all. the world. End okay. of the world. All right, but what's the end of the world though? Like, what is it? Zombies? Because if it's zombies, I'm going to neither. I'd rather die. Uh, that's a good point. Let's be honest. If it's like if it's like a virus and it's infecting people, like I mean, I, which is what we're living through now. Okay, but, you know what? Not not end of the world, but purge. All right, purge night. Purge so night. we're saying purge. Okay, okay. Purge if we're night, saying purge night. If we're saying purge, I'm going to Tanger off of uh, 99th and Glendale because they got the, the Cabela's across the street. Uh, you guys are making your own. You guys are making your own sites, man. Okay, 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 three, okay, okay. I'll go. I'll go to Desert Sky. I'll go to Desert Sky because they also have. Uh, no, no. What am I saying? I'll go to Metro Center because they have Tombstone Guns and Ammo across the street from there as well. So I will absolutely go to Metro Center. 
Yeah, I would say Metro just because, I mean, two stories. I, I'm pretty sure I could find a small store. That small store probably has a closet just to hide out. No, they're already boarded up their <laughs> stores, so. If I'm going to die, <laughs> at least I can die eating karate lili. So bro, <laughs> Dennis guy has hell, like dude. 10 karitas lili, bro. <laughs> like, the, I want to talk to them. We should get that guy on the podcast, man. Tell me how you get from one little stand, bro, to like get lili? literally franchising everywhere in Arizona right now. Unbelievable. Whoever owns Carta de Lili is making bank on yeah, this guy. This, and for the people that I know, there's going to be some people that don't know what Carta de Lili is. Essentially, just a, a treat, not, not treat, it's Mexican not snack, treat. Mexican snack. It's a snack post, man, of like just stuff you're craving. And these people, I, are this... I guess, the way I'd say it, it's almost like if it were a, a Mexican cold stone, should I say? Kind of, kind of, well, yeah. cold, well, it, it's it's strange because you have like like uh you have like chips in there. You make like whole, you can you can make whole ass meals in there. To be fair, yeah, yeah you uh, can. I thought he was gonna stop a Mexican cult. No, I said cult. <laughs> it is a Mexican cult. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like they sell like it's essentially like a massive Mexican snack bar. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so just, I'm just gonna way. name off a couple of things that they make and people buy a lot. So I feel like they buy a lot mangoñadas, which is just chamoy, mango, and you know peanuts and a whole bunch of I don't even know like how to make one. I think Diego would know because he his girlfriend makes a lot of them. <laughs> no, we make like mango smoothies, but I mean it's essentially you know what what you're describing. Like besides um uh like if you want to mix chips with like um. Mexican Ceviche. candy and sweets and stuff like that. Yeah, like sometimes there's food in those. Sometimes they make smoothies. Like corn and chips, you know. Yeah, all yeah. that stuff. It's uh, Corn and cups so with so butter. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that sounds butter. really unhealthy when you say it. Yeah, what, like think about oh, it. Oh, no, dude. It is all unhealthy as fuck, <laughs> but it's bomb as hell. That's it's, where my childhood lies, man. It's corn in a cup with mozzarella. Is it mozzarella cheese? Yeah, it's mozzarella cheese. No, it's not mozzarella, is it? It's, no, it's, it's not it's, mozzarella. Powdered, powdered, powdered mozzarella. It's queso cotija. Yeah, it's, it's not mozzarella. <laughs> oh, well, when, I make, when I make them, I use that shit. You are you making with mozzarella, bro? It's very dry and brittle cheese. So yeah. It, it, it's very powdery. Yeah, um, so it's like, just been making dry mozzarella with corn. Mozzarella is like... Soft and, and sticky, dude. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> corn and butter is the point. Corn and butter, man. And corn and mayo. Mm. Corn and mayo is the thing that oh, yeah, everyone mayo, loves. Mayo, mayo, My bad. It's not butter. My bad. It's not butter. We are not. You know that. That's normal. That's this is normal corn on the cob right there. No, this is yeah. corn, mayo, and cheese. Yeah, and that's it. Go. And then tapatio, and then well, you put all, all that everything, bro. Con todo, bro. But yeah. So okay. So <laughs> <laughs> so to bring it back to the sky, they have ten of them. You have snacks for days at Desert Sky, you can, and if we're, if we're going through through a purge scenario, I guess yeah, Desert Sky would. When, when Joel puts it that way, I would put it. I'll probably go to Desert Sky to have Carter Lili. And I don't mean to be like racist or anything, but how many homies around you would have a gun on them? So oh my god, I... so that's why that's why it was called Ghetto Sky because you know, I had that yeah. in my mind, bro. I just didn't <laughs> want to say it. I, I was, was like, okay, hold on. That, that's not. I wouldn't call that race. 
I think it's I would, a stereotype. I wouldn't call them homies either. I would just say how many how many dudes around you got are strapped. How, how many how many <laughs> how many Silverados are you gonna see in that in that parking lot? That's all I'm gonna say. Yeah, that, that's <laughs> how many blacked out Tahoes, bro. <laughs> How many, how many Silverados with Puro Troqueando stickers on them, bro? Yo, can I just mention how fucking badass the word strapped is? Like, like when you say I'm strapped, like how threatening that sounds? It sounds, it sounds good, right? It's, it feels really good to say. That, that and like having a piece has always been super hilarious to me. Because it's like, who knew that just by saying you've got a piece or he's got a piece, he's armed. It's like, where do people come up with these expressions? It's bizarre. I didn't even know that popping the trunk was a reference to like, oh, he's he's pulling out a gun. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah man, that's right. That's, that's where you keep. That's where you keep. That's where you keep the shotguns and such. <laughs> I've also saw, heard. He, I've also heard people say, "Oh, he's packing heat." He's packing. Like, oh shit! Yeah. Stay away from him. I saw a video on Facebook where these two guys, uh, I think up south, they were fighting, and then uh, one guy's recording, and one of the guys uh, fighting stops fighting. And he's like, you know what? And he goes to his car and he pops the trunk. And the guy recording is like, oh, he's popping the trunk. And he starts running away. And he's like, oh, he's just pulling something out. It ain't, it ain't, it ain't a strap. <laughs> well, the, the same can be said for the kid reaching for the backpack. You know, the weird kid reaching for the backpack. Oh. <laughs> Listen, if you're if you're a kid and someone tells you an insult and you just stand silent and looking into the abyss. You pull your backpack out. Okay, that's just like you're gonna get jumped, dude. Yeah, something's about to get happened. You know, this this kid's about to get jumped. You know, some kids are gonna be like, get him. Take I him sacrifice out. I sacrifice myself. Man, I would have been out the door, dude. And like the second he reached for the zipper from the backpack, I would have been out the door, dude. What are you saying? <laughs> you know what? I I guess I wanna talk about this now that we're talking about the topic. Uh, it's a little controversial in the sense that it's how we should deal with with this, the the increase in in school shootings and the increase of deadlier school shootings, you know, they're more frequent Jesus, and they're deadlier. So um, I just want some fresco con crema, bro. I don't want to talk about. <laughs> He's trying <laughs> to get a politics. <laughs> yeah, let's get real. Oh, let's get real. Yeah, welcome well, back to the uh, the boys that talk politics podcast. That we're talking so. You know, obviously, everybody always wants to attack the Second Amendment, which is a little um, unpractical. It's it, it would take too much to accomplish anything with it. And for so, those who don't know about the Second Amendment, first of all, stop listening. Second, Jesus it's right Christ, just, it's the right to bear arms. Pick up yeah. a book, please. So uh, there, some politicians are recommending that we arm teachers. What do you guys think about that? fucking hell no because there's gonna be that one teacher that has a breakdown and shoots up the class in my opinion because you know you know kid, the thing with that i've been seeing and this is something I, I wanted to bring up later is kids are getting ballsier and ballsier as they go and that's not a bad thing entirely but at the same time they're getting stupider and stupider so i feel like the second that one kid like there's there's going to be a a, a a classroom full of kids that are really going to push a, a teacher's buttons just by doing, I don't know, fucking Fortnite dances and saying the N word every two seconds. <laughs> so I feel like that's, that should not be the move. So we know how your uh, school experience went like, what do you mean? We all went to Atkinson. Yeah, we all went to Atkinson, bro. <laughs> what are you saying? I, I never saw I never saw a teacher get like really mad with the student, like to the point where like, Hey. Bro, I've seen teachers. We our class have made teachers cry. 
Okay, yep. yeah, I'll give yep. you that. I, I feel like I was in a class with you at one point. In, where, uh, in middle school, I heard of an eighth grader that got in a fight with a teacher. Um, I think oh, he punched. I think I know who you're talking about. Not name names or anything. That's not what we want to do. But I, I remember um, hearing that somebody, some kid from like a different uh, team, because like I don't know how people do middle school nowadays, but like you know, there's like certain teams and stuff through the grades. But some other kid had punched one of his teachers in that in that team, and I, I just I just remember thinking, okay, if this guy who was okay eighth grade is like what twelve thirteen fought a grown mm-hmm. man, like that's that's a little ridiculous. So yeah, to to arm teachers, I don't know, I don't think that's a great idea. Wasn't that kid like kind of buff though? Like wasn't he kind of big for his age? <laughs> like he looked like an adult. Ballsy, man. That doesn't make it look like that's I remember in child. yeah, I remember I was in sixth grade and we were doing a, a spelling bee and we had to spell the word pneumonia, which a lot of the times when you're in sixth grade, you're oblivious to the fact that there are certain like uh, when you write a word out, not always do you say each letter, which is the case with pneumonia or tsunami, for example. and that that, i guess that was just like our how familiar we were with these type of words and everybody got uh everybody except this one girl who i don't want to point her out but was was like the nerdier one so she got it right so credit to her but this one girl she she got really mad she's like how do you expect us to know this she's like there's literally a p that we're not saying it's like how how were we supposed to get that and she got the chair and threw it at the teacher and just started fighting with the teacher and i was like holy shit the teacher swung back too, so I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, what? Yeah, here? I feel like even if it wasn't on the instructors that you know, let's say we all have the fear of the instructors using that against the students. Uh, even if we we somehow were able to cut that you know fear off, and now all the only loose string would be the students, and you know we've had multiple you know uh, examples of how students lashing out. I think a student knowing that there's a weapon somewhere, <laughs> like if a student oh, isn't afraid of, huh? yeah, if a student isn't afraid of fighting a grown ass teacher, I'm pretty sure a student wouldn't be afraid to be like, you know what? If I put my mind to it and I think about where a gun could be hidden, I'm pretty sure I could find it. <laughs> and then yeah, boom, school shooting. Yeah, yeah. That was one so... thing that always caught me off guard with like, um, with the liaison officers at, at the middle school. And, um, I don't remember having a liaison. Oh officer. my God, bro. Yeah. It's sad. To, it's sad that I, I think about this, but every day I went to school, I'm like, I could do it. I can grab your gun and just be like, see how easy that was? <laughs> I want to hit Caesar, Caesar, big man. <laughs> like, like, just take it from him and just be like, look, bro, <laughs> you, need to, you need to watch your back and watch your, like, your surroundings. Yeah, I, more, I don't know. I always, I, always wanted to, I always wanted to steal her, her radio and talk to the people on the other line. That was always something I wanted to do. I never thought of reaching for a gun, though. I'm not talking about... Let's get get fast. I'm not talking about a middle school officer, but our high school officer. Oh, my God. That guy was so chill. He literally was so chill around students that I feel like he let his guard down. Like, come on. Way too often than he should have. Way way too often. He would literally have a lunch group, man. Like, they would all chill with him at lunch. And, like, you know, shoulder to shoulder. That's why I say what I'm saying. In high school, I'm like, come on, dude. You're telling me you're aware of your surroundings right now? You see... I, I feel like it's this is it's gonna come out weird, but I'm kind of grateful that all of our schools were in ghetto areas because the only gunshots we had to worry about were the ones of you know just criminal activity happening around the school, 
nothing actually happening in the school. Yeah, we get locked down if someone got robbed or someone around yeah, could, yeah. got so had a like, gun or something. Yeah. We we were also a school that was right behind Walmart as well, so keep that in mind. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I do remember one memory that really comes to mind when it comes to like shooting, not shootings, but like getting ready. You know how like schools always have drills and stuff. Um, our high school was terrible at keeping stuff quiet. I don't know if it was teachers talking to students and those students, you know, just going downstream and telling everyone. But I remember one time, I think our senior, junior year, we had like a major drill where they wanted to see how fast they'd be able to get everyone inside in case of an actual shooting. And I think our group, uh, we were just chilling outside where we usually do. And we were walking back. Lunch was over and we were walking back. And at this point, we were like, we already knew that the drill was going to happen because there was people like centered out at different points of the school oh, yeah, with, with uh, the air horns. And they were just, they were there. I'm like, it's going to go down pretty soon. I'm pretty sure once we get to our next <laughs> class, <laughs> but they like as soon as I said that they were like everyone get inside and we I think the closest building to us was the the library the library so yeah yeah and they they got in there and they, we got in there and they told us everyone to get down you know I don't want to see your heads stay down whatever and we're in there and <laughs> I think it was you uh, Pedro me and Joel and I feel like it was Fatima yeah, was there Fatima Fatima yeah Fatima and Ashley um, they're with us. And I was next to Peter, and I just, I just remember him saying, "I, I need to pee." <laughs> and, you <were> st- <laughs> and you were just standing up, man. Like you, you didn't even want to pee because you needed to pee. You, you, you said, "I get really anxious, and when I get really anxious, I need to pee." And you were standing up. You're like, "Bro, I know it's a drill. Let me go pee." <laughs> Dude, I was livid. I was livid because they, I, okay, so you knew that there was going to be a drill. I had no clue. So in my head, I'm like, oh, yo, we're, we're, we're going to town here, dude. <laughs> <laughs> and it was almost like we were, we were bracing for the shooting to be at the front door. And at some point, one of the teachers was like, hey, they're going to come through here, maybe. And so yeah. we, Yo. we hid behind a bookshelf. We hid behind a bookshelf. And I was like, and then you explained oh, to me, like, hey, this is real. were you with yeah. me? Yeah, he was, he yeah was with I us. was there, too. because The I entire recall, group was with us. Yeah, I do recall being like behind the bookshelf. And then you guys were just cackling. And I'm like, we're going to die. <laughs> we were they, were like, they were like everyone shut the fuck up and we I, I think i started laughing because peter was like i really need to pee and that just made me die and you know how peter gets when he just starts laughing <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> there he goes it's, like, it's so goes. contagious man like <laughs> he just wanted to pee and i remember telling continuously telling him shut the fuck up and he was just started laugh and laugh that's yeah. like the only thing. I was like, we could literally die right. We don't even know if this is for real. We could die right now, and you would be the reason we die because a shoe would come come in and hear a motherfucker laughing at the top of his lungs and just be the like, bam bam. Yeah, now, when sorry, we're, <laughs> so we're in a terrible if, if the administrators had decided to to play gunshots over the, the speakers. Oh no, oh, dude, my laughter would have ended immediately, <laughs> immediately. <laughs> yeah. I wouldn't even need to piss anymore. I would, it would have gone straight back up. I would have been like, "All right, let's bounce out of here, guys." No, you <laughs> you would have pissed in the spot, like on the spot in your pants. You would have been like, "Nope, this is real. Let's go." All right, well, I'm running and pissing, bro, because I, I ain't chilling right there, dude. I remember every time I, we had lockdowns, I'd always like, like, in, like try to imagine should somebody come through. It's like, what would I do? I always had this like metal, you know, the zebra pens, the 
Oh, yeah. No yes, dude, yeah. I would always take those out, and I'm like, you know, I'm going to go straight his first fucking throat. It's like, I'm going to die trying. I'm going to stab this motherfucker. I feel like... And that's already shot down before. It's kind of sad I, that everyone had that mentality. I remember we had a conversation at our usual spot at lunch, and we don't say if that would happen. I think, you know, we all as a collective should agree on charging said mm-hmm. person. Sure, we might go down, but <laughs> it'll save lives. And it's kind of sad that we had to, like, you know, even think about that. Yeah. But everyone thinks like that, man. And, you know, even in, uh, last year, I'm pretty sure there was a handful of kids that actually did that. And you know, sadly, lost their lives. But it's 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 just astonishing how much uh, an individual can value their own life and say, you know what, I'm going to go ahead and save other people's lives. Well, that's that's you know, there's that, and but then there's also the fact that, and this is what I always say, is that we will never truly know until it happens, Um, because. Yeah, we, we can talk about we can sit here and talk about it all day. You know? We can talk a big game. We can talk, talk a big game. But uh, you know, everybody gangster till the guns come out. So it's just like it's just one of those things where I remember because I used to work at Target, uh, and I feel comfortable saying that because I don't work there anymore. So whatever. Yeah, fuck Target by the way. No, I'm kidding. Nah, don't. They're great. I just don't like <laughs> but um, when so, what year was it? 2018, 2019, when there was like a, a massive surge of shootings around the country. Um, That's every it, year. <laughs> no, there. I, I forget if it was. Like, <laughs> there was. There was a specific time. There was a specific time. There was a specific. 2017, time. I believe. No, it was. I think it was 2019. I think it was last year. But um. The, that's besides the fact uh, we had to go through like shooter training and it was like, okay, we have to go through and sit down um, and be taught like, okay, uh, these are the exits. This is where like, if you needed to fight, these would be the weapons you can use within the store. And um, another oh, yeah. thing that I never thought about that they were like, kind of like showing us is that, you know, half the time people, there will be people that will just stand there. Because they, it just doesn't register in their brain that it's actually happening. And like, even though they're hearing gunshots, and you know, maybe maybe they're, they're in the thick of it, and they see people getting gunned down, it's it it's not fully going to take effect in their brain that hey, you need to run. And so that that always caught me off guard. Where it's like, oh, that's right. I guess some people will literally freeze, um, and like you have to you have to go and, and tell them, hey, like run. You need to move. You know, I could I could speak from personal experience for that not in the sense that i've been in an actual shooting but i go to a university where there's always construction i remember my first semester there at at asu i i don't know why but i had this anxiety like about shootings um you know i i went to the community college first and the community college is just so small that you kind of trust nothing will happen but i remember the the first day at uh, of school at at ASU, um, they uh, the school has sent us an alert to our our phone numbers saying that there was an active shooter at the downtown campus, and we we're at luckily at the Tempe campus. But I think from there on out, I started thinking like very differently about every time I'm on campus because there's always like for example construction going on, and I hang out at the library a lot, and I remember. Uh, when they were finishing up the the like the ply board or the the drywall for for some of the library upstairs, and I think uh, a construction worker had dropped 
something flat because it had made a, a high pitched sound, and I froze. It sounded like a gunshot, and I had frozen in the middle of class. And like nobody else cared, but I was like, "Yo, is someone shooting outside?" Because I remember there had been like two two pieces of of wood, you know, being dropped, and they sounded like gunshots. And that I I froze. So it's like I I agree with what you say. It's like everybody's gangster until the guns come out because you kind of fantasize about how you're gonna react should that happen. But even when something similar happens to it and it's not even related to it, you find out how weak. You could truly be, through, even despite all the all the mental preparation that you may have done before. See, yeah. you 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 telling me this, Joel, makes me very anxious <laughs> because now in my head, because in my head, I'm thinking to myself, "Oh, we're all set. We all know what to do." Now that you tell me that you freeze, now I'm like, "God damn it! I'm gonna worry about Joel every day." <laughs> Man, what if he's in a problem? And then he's just stuck there. Now I gotta go and go over and get <laughs> off and move. Yeah, dude, it was terrifying. Pedro's but, like, yeah, if you, in any situation, I can count on Joel. He's hard as a rock. And Pedro's like, oh, fuck. Exactly. <laughs> and you, see, I, I, you guys know I carry I carry knives with me. And I, they're, they're never for self-defense. Like, I always use them for, like, a utility <laughs> effect. I have to cut something, not a person, uh, or pry something up. <laughs> but it's, al- it's also there in the back of my mind. It's like, should something happen, I can use this as a defense. But it's funny when that happened, it's like I couldn't even hold my pencil. And I'm like, how am I going to hold a knife and confront someone? So it's like it's it's a weird feeling. But I think had I gone through it now, I sometimes I hear like loud noises. And when I'm at, at school and I I brace when I shouldn't like it's it's unfortunate that I have to do this. Like I hear any loud noise that somewhat resembles a, sh- a gunshot and I brace like you know it's like i get ready for something that may be a threat or just is someone dropping something in in the room oh for sure dude i remember the first time i went to my first car you know underground car meet you know the illegal ones Mm -hmm. ones always get raided uh i really never i've always seen uh, race cars and you know seen them drive but i've never really actually been in front of one and heard it and those exhausts man i remember the first time i i I heard it i heard a, a corvette it was like all cammed out. It was racing a Dodge Ram, dude. I honestly thought, you know, an AK forty seven was being fired. I was like, oh my god, we're, you know, we're out of here. And everyone's all cheering, having a good time. I'm just like, what? Is, I was over here trying to assess what's going on because as soon as I heard that, I, I was like spanning. I was like, yo, I was scanning the, the the landscape. I was like, yo, who has a gun and where do I need to run? Dude, but, you say that. Dude, you say you start. Yeah, you, you mentioned the scanning. That's exactly what I started doing, too. I remember going um, down to the... Where, where was this that you saw the cars? This was, like, at a warehouse, warehouse district on the south side of Phoenix. Yeah, it's pretty abandoned. I had gone with, like, my stepdad, who was into cars over down by, like, Central. Like, Central and, like, 7... No, I, I, I don't remember exactly, but I just know it was, like, in the streets. And we're kind of like, we park in a parking lot and we're walking around and it's a car show. They're all lined up. And as soon as the cars start going off, I immediately like, uh, you know, I have the same thing happen where it's like, oh, those sound like shots. Like, should I be worried right now? And I immediately start looking like to the horizon, like, okay, can, yeah. I, can I find where they're coming from? Can I see where I can start running to? And then it's like, if I were any closer, I would probably like freeze up a little bit. But I, you know, you, you start to feel the blood pump. But for oh, me, yeah, it, 
it's always been like, okay, cold sweat. I need to move. I need to look to find the threat to not go in that direction and then just yeah exactly that's so that's the good thing you know thankfully nothing happened but like i was like yo if that was something for real like i instantly started looking like where where am i supposed to not run towards no you you see how i told you guys that i had gotten used to it because admittedly asu is always under construction and it's somehow always under construction in the engineering side so there's always those those sounds but i remember we were studying in in the height in the hayden library i was with my girlfriend and this was this was this spring semester and i remember them they were uh the library was open now but they were still touching some things up and uh this guy was drilling something but you know when you reach the like the end of the screw and then it, it no longer screws in so the drill starts like kind of making this studding sound when you've you know when it can't screw any further uh through through the walls it sounded like gunshots and so with the drill they were like doo, 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 doo. so i was like holy shit it's going it's happening so <laughs> we were i was in the in the study room with my girlfriend and somehow i i had like put my hand over where my knife was and i told her how i was going to the restroom to go see what was happening like i i've come that numb to things where it's like i i kind of chase out what's happening to like you said diego uh find out where it's happening and just avoid that entire point yeah it's 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 a bizarre feeling and it's it's not a good one by any means and it's just you know going back to what you were saying originally we it's just like we all have these fantasies in our minds and we all want to think to ourselves because it makes us feel better right especially knowing that it's so rampant which is really sad to say but you know how often it happens we all want to be the hero we all want to be in a situation where we stop the shooter and like we save the day but man that's that is like you know a million bazillion to one chance that that'll ever happen and you know without losing your life even even more so so it's just one of those things where it's it's just like it's really scary it's funny you you mentioned that and almost kind of exactly uh because yesterday pedro and i last night we're we're playing uh, modern warfare call of duty and we're we're talking about guns, and that ha- that topic had come up where it's like if if I were or if any of us were to open carry, and so, should something happen like that, that I told them that I personally I am not gonna be the hero. Like some people have this illusion where if they if they carry a gun and they hear some someone come through and shoot people up, that they're gonna go seek and neutralize the person. And I told them that. Realistically, it doesn't work like that, that I'm I'm going to carry a gun to, you know, should I ever open carry a gun, I'm going to carry it to defend my life and the life of the people who are around me. But I am not going to by no means going to run across the Walmart to go kill the guy. Yeah, and you're, you would never seek it out. You're, yeah. you're not going yeah. for a notice on this guy. Wait, what? So oh, you're not gonna go burn? Have you guys ever watched Burn Notice? I I've never seen Burn Notice. No. Ah, oh, you guys are whack. <laughs> my, my bad, G. <laughs> no, but to, to to kind of piggyback off of Joel, uh, yeah, I I 100% agree that you know I'm not gonna go after whoever is the shooter. Um, even if I'm fully strapped, if I have all the weapons in the world, I'm not gonna go after the shooter. And in in the back of my head, it's sad that we. I wouldn't say it's sad. It's reasonable. It's understandable. But it does kind of break my heart that, you know, let's say someone does have the mentality of, 
you know, yes, I'm going to go find the shooter before he does more damage. You know, obviously, I'm going to praise that person. I'm going to say, yo, that dude's the real hero. But more often than not, yes, everyone's just going to run. They're going to shoot behind them if they're getting shot at, and they're going to book it um, without actually dealing with the threat until the cops come. Um, and most of the time, that usually ends in suicide once the uh, once shooter's actually done the job. Yeah, well, a lot of people think that just having the gun is is like the answer to everything. It's having training, you know, obviously if I have a gun and, you know, in a big building, you need to have skills to learn how to clear a certain, you know, you can't just walk like you're normally walking. You have a gun, you're actively looking for a person, you have to clear corners, you have to, there's a lot that goes into uh, finding an individual that, that is a threat and, you know, neutralizing them. You got to have proper training just because you have a gun doesn't mean oh, you know, I'm fucking James Bonds over here. No, exactly. I, I know how to shoot someone that's going to actively kill me if I'm standing still, but I'm not going to actively go search you. And, yeah. you know, I, I'm also with you on this one. But, uh, yeah, it just kind of sucks uh, for the people afterwards that find out you had a gun and you kind of just chilled there. But then again, that's that's the argument I would tell that person. I'm like, well, I have the gun. I don't have the training. Come on. Exactly. And for, <laughs> for those of, for those who, who don't know, um, I myself uh, own a pistol. However, I do not conceal carry nor do I open carry. And the reason for that isn't because I don't want to defend myself or anything of the sort. It's literally because I do not have the proper training. If I were in that situation where, say... You know, I am in in a, in a in a situation where I am I'm with a shooter, right? I have to deal with a shooter. I'm gonna whip out the gun and and pray that something happens, right? Without I'm not gonna know how to drop properly. I'm not gonna know how to aim properly. Nor am I gonna know how to load properly. It's literally just gonna be me pointing a gun at him, hoping to scare him, and then it ending with him popping <laughs> my life. Exactly. Put it down. It's real. Yeah, but realistically, you put it down. These people, you know, they they have nothing to lose at that point. So uh, exactly, standing in front of them isn't. I don't think it's gonna scare them at all. Yeah, man. It's either they they go down, you take them down, and they they're content with the with the damage they've done, or they're gonna they're gonna kill you and continue doing it. Yeah, if he goes in front of you and does nothing, that's still attempted murder. F- uh-huh. FYI, <laughs> so mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. I like to, uh, I'd like to end this on a quote from <laughs> one of my favorite uh, rap groups called A Tribe Called Quest. Fuck the oh. no 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> no 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 no. He said I, rap group, I, and I was like, I got you. Not in this climate. Uh, it's can like, I kick it? Yes, you can. It, it, can. Reads, <laughs> it reads, "You're not any less of a man if you don't pull the trigger." But you're not necessarily a man if you do. But if you don't, you get a couple of years in prison. But uh, so regardless, yeah. But anyway, I think <laughs> this was a this was a nice, productive, eye-opening uh, talk. So yeah, I, I feel like we never know where it, it goes whenever we start these things, and it's pretty interesting. And that's the best part, baby. Let's go. Re- regardless, regardless, we want to tell everyone to please be safe. Please know about gun laws, and of course. Avoid the shoot. Avoid those bullets if you can. Yeah, it's, it's Jesus Christ. This is coming from the guy who has COVID nineteen. Uh, please stay indoors. Wear your masks and uh, please stay safe out there. Wear yeah. a mask. Follow your out. state guidelines. Drink irresponsibly at home. And thank you for listening. <laughs>